Well, take your Bibles, and uh, we're going to go to Ezekiel 47. If I do sound a little less energized, it's because I am. Uh, and so uh, I, felt, I felt like uh, led to go to, to this passage again. Uh, we were here. We kind of stopped by in this passage in uh, October of last year, and uh, I felt like the Lord wanted us to revisit it. And, uh, and um, during worship, I felt like the Lord really wanted to uh, have a certain direction around it. So we'll see what happens, okay? Um, this, is, this is out of Ezekiel uh, 47. It's about the river that flows from the throne. And, um, and there's, there's certain things I want to address very briefly, and then uh, we'll just wrap it up, see what, we'll figure out how to land the plane, all right, at the end, okay? So... Uh, we're going to be looking at the first 12 verses. I'm going to be reading out of the New King James Version. And uh, so if you want to follow along with me, because half of you have your iPhones out, and you don't, and just illegal to be looking at social media right now, <laughs> or any update scores, bleacher report, anything like that. You just kind of nix that, get into the Word. And so turn off all your notifications, all your fly-ins, you know. Um, yeah, put it in airplane mode. That's always the best thing, right? Um, let's go ahead and jump in. Ezekiel 47. Then he brought me back to the door of the temple, and there was water flowing from under the threshold of the temple toward the east, for the front of the temple faced east. The water was flowing from under the right side of the temple, south of the altar. And he brought me out by way of the north gate, and he led me around the outside to the outer gateway, that faces east, and there was water trickling or running out of the right side. So initially, in this vision that Ezekiel has, he sees a temple, and he sees the, he sees the, the, the uh, uh, I was just like where the, the altar is, and he sees that there's, a, there's water on the threshold. The threshold is kind of like the threshold of a door, and he sees this water wanting to get out of the temple. And this is something that we've been talking about for the last three or four years. And that is the Holy Spirit wants to get out of our churches. Not out like leave. <laughs> but out in the sense of not being confined just to the building. Does that make sense? Just, I just had to correct that. Just, just anyway, anyway. Now, you notice also in this passage that the headwaters is not a, a river. It's actually a stream. It's actually less than a stream. It's a, it's a trickle. It's water that's be, being built up by the threshold, and it's flowing out, running out uh, on the right side, as, as literally trickling out, um, of the temple, which is very unusual. Now, when I first read that passage, I was thinking, no, 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 no. Most of the water is going to come from the sanctuary. But actually, it's a trickle. So that caught my interest. Why is there a trickle coming out of the sanctuary? Verse 3, and when the man went out to the east with the line in his hand, he measured 1,000 cubits and he brought me through the waters, and the water came up to my ankles. So 
1,000 cubits is anywhere between 1,500 and 1,700 feet. Okay, it's just... Um, again, he measured 1,000 and brought me through the waters, and it came up to my knees. Again, he measured 1,000 and brought me through. The water came up to my waist. Verse 5. Again, he measured 1,000, and it was a river that I could not cross. For the water was too deep, water in which one must swim, a river that could not be crossed. And he said to me, Son of man, have you seen this? Some translations say, Son of man, do you see this? Then he brought me and he returned me to the bank of the river. So a cubit, um, a thousand cubit, and again, you just can't be super specific on this, but it's about 500 yards. So we have, we have four encounters. We have an encounter that, that Ezekiel experiences that the water is at the ankle, ankle level. That's not any fun. That's fun if you want to just see how cold the water is. But you don't want to spend a couple hours within ankle-deep water. Okay. Are you guys out there? All right. Then he said, then the passage says it went from the ankles, then it went to the knees. So, so it's, oops, I just lost my spot. So it's, so it's, it's ankle-deep, and now we go out. Let me get the Ezekiel again. Now we go out 500 yards. And now the water's at the knees. Now, 500 yards is five football fields, right? So we're going, if I remember right, I mean, I'm, I'm talking not end zone to end zone, that's 120 yards, but, but you're going out. So he's out here, it's ankle deep, and he goes out 500 yards, five football fields, and now it's at the knees. Okay, then he's brought out 500 more yards, Another five football fields, and it's at his waist. Then he goes out 500 more yards, and now basically it's over. His feet can't touch the bottom. It's a water. It's water that 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 is something that he has to swim in. But it doesn't say that it becomes a river until he's beyond waist deep. It becomes a river when he can't touch the bottom. So here's what I found out about a river, is that a river is actually, you can't have a river unless you have a combination of streams. Streams form rivers. So, so as, he was, as he was going out, and I felt like this uh, last year, I felt like the Lord was saying, I'm bringing streams together to form a river. So you can't have, so, so out of the sanctuary, it starts out as a trickle. It starts out as a small amount of running water that's, that's actually from the altar and it's beginning to trickle. And then, it's begin, then what happens is as the, he goes further out, I believe there's streams that are actually joining this body of water. And as streams join this body of water, it goes from ankle, it goes from to knee, it goes to waist, and then it, it's water that you can't put your feet down on it. You, can't, you have to swim in it. And I feel like what the Lord is doing around the world is he's actually bringing streams together that are actually forming a river of the presence. Now, I know that this passage has been in here a long time. And I know that there's, there's a lot of people who, who speak out of Ezekiel 47. But I feel like 
in the season that at least we're in, we're, we're a part of, I believe the Lord is sovereignly bringing streams together. We're putting down some of these things that have divided us, and we're actually coming into agreement with what unifies us. And I would just encourage you to, let's quit looking at what is dividing us, and let's get our eyes on what is unifying us. Right? Because we can always get our eyes on what's dividing us, but we have to get our attention on what actually unifies us that brings us together. So one of the things I always say is that you always get what you look for. If you walk into a building, if you walked into this room and you wanted to see where all the flaws are in this room, you can probably do it. You could probably say, hey, that wall's not really, you know, this, that design element, that... Or you can come into a room and you begin to look at what's positive about the space. We always get what we look for. And the Lord is bringing together these streams. Now, for us, what we're seeing is that we have brothers and sisters that are in the Philippines that are like revival hungry. They're not going to fully, we're not going to be fully connected 100% on the theological planes. But the things that are the main things, we are in total agreement. And seeing lives change, we're in total agreement. And we unify around what we agree on. So denominations, someone said denomination, there's a, well, I shouldn't even say this, but I think it was Chris Valentin who said it. So I might say, uh, there's a demon in every denomination, right? Denomin. Anyway, so just how it's spelled, right? So you could, you could email Chris on that one. So, so the Lord is, don't quit thinking about what I just said. This is, let's focus. You guys are trying to spell it out right now. D-E-M-O. Yeah, it's true. So, so the, Lord is, the Lord is bringing us into these greater realms of glory these greater realms of glory. And some people are ankle deep kind of checking out the water. And the, the Lord's encouraging you to go deeper. And then some of you are at, at, you're at knee deep and the Lord is encouraging you to go deeper. And some of you are at waist deep and the Lord's encouraging you to go deeper. And some of you are just like swimming in it. And I'm talking about the presence. You're just swimming in revival waters. And so as Ezekiel is in this place of experiencing these streams coming together, so let's be open to the streams. They don't have to always act like us. They don't have to always um, uh, share in in a particular way. They don't have to always be demonstrative as long as they're rocking the truth. I said rocking the truth. <laughs> Golly, I need to get some sleep. <laughs> and the, the exhortation is this. Son of man, do you see this? So it's, it's, in, it's important that we look for the good news because we'll always have around us bad news. So we can complain about the bad things that are happening, and we could be concerned about those things. 
But yet, there is a ton of good things happening. And I want to stay encouraged on the good things. Because it's the good things that actually bring me to a place of hope. The, The longer someone also said this, you know, you become what you behold. And so, if I'm going to, if I behold Jesus and I look at what he's doing around the world, I'm encouraged. That's why I, I kind of cancel a lot of my Twitter feeds. Too much bad news. It's too much... Um, you can call it a lot of things. Slander, gossip. I mean, the list goes on and on. And some of us have notifications flying in and all this stuff, and that's 80% of what we see during the day. It's going to be hard to stay encouraged. Well, we have to be aware. Okay, it's okay to be aware. Stay encouraged. Yeah? Moving on. So you have, this, you have this, this trickle from the throne. You have these streams forming rivers, and you have a person that's in there that is, that is beyond. He's, he's being swept away by the river. Verse 7. And when I returned... Oh, then he brought me back, end of verse 6, then he brought me and returned me to the bank of the river. And when I returned there, along the bank of the river were very many trees on one side and the other. Okay, he's going to put a pause on that for a moment. Verse 8, then he said to me, this water flows toward the eastern region. When it goes into the valley, how many have ever experienced valleys? All right. When it goes into the valley, and it enters the sea. When it reaches the sea, its waters are healed. What sea is he talking about? He's talking about the Dead Sea. The Dead Sea doesn't, it's rich in mineral, but it's lifeless because there's no outflow. All right? But that doesn't even matter when the presence of God comes from the throne of God. So it says here, oops, it says here that when it reaches the sea, its waters are healed. Verse 9. And it shall be that every living thing that moves, wherever the, river, the rivers go, will live. Every living thing lives when it's touched by presence. There will be a very great multitude of fish because these waters go there, for they will be healed. And everything will live wherever the river goes. This is what's happening. The Lord is bringing streams together. People are being encouraged. They're seeing the glory of God being released. And the river is flowing into dead places. And wherever the presence touches, there's life. You see, some people will say, Facebook's a dead place. The tech industry is a dead place. 
Not if you bring a river. Well, you don't understand my work. I understand the river. Jesus says there'll be rivers of living water flowing out of you. Make a choice not to live hopeless. Make the choice to live hope-filled. It is a choice. Like you, I've been there. I've, I've met despair, and it's not a fun place to be. I've opened the door to hopelessness, bad company. I've opened the door to negativity, bad company. I don't even want to have coffee with negativity. You can be real and not be negative. So some people think, well, you can't, you're not real. No. No, I live, I live from heaven to earth. So we experience pain. We experience suffering. We experience disappointment. We experience lapses in our faith. We experience uh, the questions that aren't answered or can't be answered on this side of glory. But I can choose to either entertain that and have coffee and breakfast and lunch and dinner and dessert with that every single day. <laughs> or I can just occasionally run into that and choose hope yeah. and choose faith, yeah. choose believing. Amen. I do have that choice. And so do you. It's getting our eyes on what God is doing and not be distracted by what other people feel or think that God is not doing. By complaining about what God is not doing will not change history. It will not change the valley. It won't, it won't change our area. But if we dare to believe that God can do something, then rivers will touch dead places. So where are we? Are we in the river or not? I've been outside the river. That is no fun. I've been mad at God. That doesn't change anything. My voice is cracked. <clears throat> like, I understand being real with the Lord, but I, I do understand that it says in Isaiah 55, his ways are higher, his, his thoughts are greater. It doesn't mean that, that he's not a good dad, he's a great dad, he's a perfect father. So we need a, like a, a positivity fast, you know? Or a negativity fast. So we fast from something to something. We probably need to fast negativity and start focusing on being positive. I would say faith-filled. And I'm always astounded, even going through the Gospels. I was, I was in John chapter 9 this morning, and I'm just always astounded by how Jesus always honored when, someone, when somebody believed. 
They didn't have to have all the theological answers. They didn't have to have all the, they didn't have to have any of that. They just believed. They believed the word of the Lord. And sometimes it's just that simple. I choose to believe. Yeah? Shall we keep going? Verse 9, and it shall be that every living thing that moves wherever the river goes will live. There will be a very great multitude of fish because these waters go there. Why is there, why is there a great multitude? Because of the water. Why is there a great multitude? Because the water goes there. You bring the water. Whatever the assignment that God has you in, you're bringing living water. If you're working at Costco, you're bringing living water. If you're an engineer in a tech company, you're bringing living water. And wherever the living water, whatever it touches, there's life. So make a choice to bring life. Verse 10, and it shall be that fishermen will stand by it from Engedi to in Eglame. Wow. They will be places for spreading their nets. Be prepared for a harvest. When you bring life, be prepared for a harvest. The Lord right now is the nets are being spread. And God is bringing in a harvest. Now, if you're constantly being bombarded by, your, by Facebook and Twitter posts and political stuff, you're not going to have the belief for this. But God is bringing in a harvest. A country will change when the hearts of men and women change. It's hard to legislate the heart. It's transformation. It's salvation. How many of you guys were radically changed when you got saved? I was. It's a work of the Spirit in the inner man. Okay. So the Lord is releasing nets, and he's raising up fishermen. I was never a fisherman in the natural. I tried. <laughs> I cast a line, I flung it out there, and I got fish about this big. I gave up fishing. I don't even understand fishing. I mean, that's good for connection. That's, but, you know, this, some of these guys are out there. You know? There's nothing there, you know? I'm like, give me a basketball. Let me go down the court. And let me shoot. And let me run. Let me, like, do something, you know? I know some of you guys, you guys love fishing. My son-in-law loves fishing. I'm not, I'm not putting that down by any means. 
That's a great <coughs> sport. <coughs> it's very relaxing. But the Lord is raising up fishermen. I call them evangelists. Everyone's called to evangelize. They'll be the office of the evangelist, but we're all called to evangelize. I'm always so encouraged about somebody, if I talk to them, they say, yeah, I'm a Mac evangelist. I'm an Apple evangelist. You know, I'm a, we need to raise up evangelists in the house. So fishermen, get out there, fish, cast a net, be bold in your gift. And all of us, let's spread the gospel. It is good news. It's not bad news. Try and get away from bad news and start casting some good news. So it shall be that fishermen will stand by it in these two towns. They'll cast their, they'll spread their nets. Their fish will be this be of the same kinds as the fish of the great sea. Listen to this, exceedingly many. And here's where I, where I wanted to focus on. I, I'm getting here a little later than I wanted to. Verse 11, but its swamps and marshes will not be healed. They will be given over to salt. Verse 12, along the bank of the river, on this side and that, will grow all kinds of trees used for food. Their leaves will not wither. I mean, there's a supernatural element to trees planted by the river. There's a supernatural element to trees planted by the presence. There's a supernatural element about going deep in God to where that you not just bear fruit, you bear fruit every single month. In the natural, that's not true. At least most trees. And not only that, the, the leaves are for healing. The New King James says the leaves are for medicine. Isn't that interesting? That means there's the trees, the, the leaves don't fall. Why? It's planted by the river. That means people could eat out of what you're producing, John 15. It's fruit that actually, as we talked about before, the fruit actually protects the seed. That's the point. So the seed can be relocated. That's the gospel. So when people come to you and they partake out of your life in the spirit do you understand what I'm saying the, the vine and the branches the fruit that's being produced because you're connected to the vine when they actually take that they're, they're not only taking the fruit and eating it they're actually taking the seed with it and the seed is propagated it's the gospel of the kingdom it's what Jesus says when he says it's like yeast and dough same thing same, same element it's like once it gets started, you can't stop it. 
But there are people that are in swamps. And I felt like the Lord had a, I just felt a weightiness, a, almost a longing that the Lord wants to take people that are in these swamps that aren't healed and he wants to put them in the river. And I don't have a lot of time this morning, but I'm saying that, that what puts us in a swamp, you know, what puts us in a place where, where water's not going in or out, it's just there. And we can make a choice to get in the river or not, but there's people like, in my own life, there's been past disappointments that's pushed me into the swamp. There's, been, there's people who have, who I, I've, I've, I trusted or I thought I trust or I did trust that actually disappointed me. There's, there's, there's places where I've been hurt. There's places where there's been dreams that have not been realized. There's been prophetic words that haven't been fulfilled yet. There's, there's these things that actually place me in, outside the river and I see the river, but I'm still outside the river. And I want to encourage you. I got this picture of people coming out of the swamp and into the river. Like leaving their pain, leaving their, and taking another step of faith again. Believing again. Moving forward again. Like, and I saw the picture, this was all actually during worship, when I saw the picture that as they stepped into the river, all that, all the debris that was on them coming out of the swamp was just pushed out by the river. And I see, a, I see a people that's clean. I see a people that's whole. I see a people who are caught in the river and making the choice to leave this. You know, you ever felt, you ever felt swamped? <laughs> and I felt like the Lord said, you know, a swamp has benefits and you could choose to stay in a swamp. But here, I believe with with what Ezekiel is writing, he says in verse, whatever verse it is, where's that? Verse 11, but the swamps and marshes were not, will not be healed. And I feel like the Lord wants to bring you out of the swamp into a place of healing. Because we need you. We need you. The Father needs you, we need you, and we need each other. So here's the choice for you and for me. Where do I want to where do I want to be? Where do I want to stand? Do I want to stand in a place in a in a swamp full of regret? I wish I would have done that. I wish I would have done this. I wish I could have done that. I wish, you know, you know, we live and the older we get, we live in these places of regret, these pockets in the swamp that actually that actually carry us away from the river. We have places of hurt and pain in our heart. Well, where you say, can I trust again? Sometimes we feel like it's better just to, re sometimes it's better for us just to, to fall back and fall in and never step back into the river. For some reason, we feel it's, it's safer here than there. The, the problem is, is that if we see in the last verse, it says, that the, the water flows from the sanctuary when it's in the river. It's connected to the source. And it's what God's doing. Will you be brave enough to leave the swamp today 
and step into the fullness of the white water of the river of God. Are you willing to leave that place of pain and step into the fullness of your calling? Are you willing to reconnect with hearts? Been there, done that, been, in the, been there. Do you understand what I'm saying there? When you are with people, <laughs> anyway, I had this thought that went like this, and I had to capture it, and I brought it back in. Because this was another 10-minute thought. And this was not going to be good for me to, so this is going to bring it right back here. This is how I think. Whoop. I just want to encourage you for those that are on the outside. I don't know if that's, not, that's kind of too strong saying outside looking in, but you know, you know, you know. I just want you to get back in the game. That's all. I just want you to get back in the game. Are you ready to get back in? Ready to get back in the game? We all need healing. We're human. I had that thought again. I'm going to say that thought because it's kind of like, you know how people say, I've got to go someplace where I don't get hurt. Well, you're going to be the only one in the sanctuary. best place to learn to forgive, in my understanding, is your own family. Because the more you love, the more you risk, and the more vulnerable you become. Shutting it down just makes you more miserable, I think. Isolation, in my estimation, I'm just submitting it to you, is cancerous. We're not born for it. Amen? Amen. So I just, want you to, I just want you to get in the game, man. That's it. Get back in the game. That's my heart for you. So there's actually two parts to this. Number one is God's moving. And I want everybody in. I want to make sure I'm in. And I don't want anyone on the sidelines. I don't know. It's kind of no fun watching a game when you have the ability to play in it. You know, I, I played basketball. I, I hated it when I was injured. I had to sit on the bench and watch the game. And I know I could do better than those guys. That's just my competitive, you know. Get in the game. 
God's doing some amazing things. Let's stand. Father, thank you for what you're doing all over the world. Thank you, Lord God, that I, don't, I really don't care what the news is saying. I know what you're doing, and I only know a, a fraction of what you're doing. Thank you for the revival in Iran. Thank you for the revival in China. Thank you for the revival in the Philippines. Thank you, Lord God, for moving in the Silicon Valley. Thank you, Lord God, for people being saved, healed, and delivered. Thank you, Lord, that we get reports on people being healed each and every week. Lord, thank you that your presence is resting in this place. And thank you, Lord God, that you're moving in our nation. And Lord God, regardless of what any outlets or newspapers are reporting, you are moving. And we're so glad to be a part of it. We want to be in that river. We want to be we want to be drenched in that river, and we want rivers of living water to flow out of us and touch dead places. So, Lord, I pray that you would raise up men and women to carry the presence of the Lord into these dead places. And, Lord, we just say yes, and we say we believe. And, Lord God, for those that are, for some reason, we're caught in those swamps, those places that are on the, on the fringes, God, I pray that you would touch them, that you would heal them. Lord God, that you would bring them out of that. I just see that picture of them rising up out of the water and moving into the river. God, I pray that you would begin to touch their hearts in such a way that as they're making their way there, Lord, you, you're already beginning the process of healing. So bring the healing. Lord, there are generals that are in swamps. There are generals that are in swamps. I feel like the Lord just wanted to release that. I, I really see there are, there are generals, there are admirals that are actually in the swamps and they need to get out because the body of Christ needs them. Soldiers. It's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit says the Lord. If you're in that place, that swampy place, slip up your hand. I want to pray for you. I'm not going to invite you to come forward. I just, I just want to make sure that I'm connecting with people in this room. Put up really high so I can see. If you're in that place, it's okay. Just admitting it. Just this. Yeah, I just break that off of you in the name of Jesus. I feel like the Lord is, is almost like submitting you, submitting to you just a whole, like these are new orders for you, like new orders from heaven for you, new orders. Would you? And he's like, he's, he's showing it to you and he's saying, will you take it? Will you take it? Will you take it? And I want you to by, by faith, just take out your hand and receive it. Just take your hand out and receive it and say, I don't even know what's on that list, Lord, but I'm taking it. 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 I'm moving out. And I just want you to get a picture with me of just going into that river and letting all that gunk just rush right off of you. And then I want you just to, in your imagination, just turn to the throne 
and just lift up your hands and say, Lord, I'm ready for this fresh start. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Re-enlist me. I'm 110% in on this. Yes, Lord. And we rejoice in the good news of what you're doing. And may we be people who bring good news into dead places. Yeah. He's doing it, you guys. He's doing it. He's doing it. He's doing it. Just say, let's just say it together. I believe. believe. Say it again. I believe. believe. Say it again. I believe. believe. Say it real. I believe. In the name of Jesus. Amen. amazing. (laughs) Um, Can I have the ministry team please come forward? Um, They're going to be up here for about 20 minutes after service. So um, if anything, if you guys felt led, I was just sitting there praying because part of what I like what we do when we come up here at the end of service is we we're praying throughout the service and we're asking the Lord, is there anything and is there any words of knowledge? Is there anything that you want to pour out on the body right before we go out? Um, and pretty much everything Pastor Greg said was what I was hearing, but I was also hearing the word, um, like fear, like maybe you're not in a swampy place, but you're not in the river, like you're in the (laughs) in-between, like you're afraid to step into the river portion because if the swamp part gets off of you, you're going to forget about how you got there in the first place. Or like, um, you've been in the river and then it was really intense and then you got kicked out, you know, for one reason or another, you know, all of the different reasons we get afraid. Um, and the Lord reminded me of when I was in college, I was in a really tough place. That was kind of a swamp for me. And, um, and I remember God gave me a vision of me staring at my feet and they were aimed towards him. And I was like, great, I'm moving forward. And God said, no, your feet are standing still. And I was like, but they're aimed the right direction. I'll get there eventually. And he's like, not if you don't move your feet, not if you don't take your next step. Not if you don't trust that even if you take the wrong step, I'll get you back to the right space. And I had to learn, and I'm still learning, we all are, how to continue to take the next step in faith, even if we're, we don't know where it is. And so um, I just want to kind of release that in the room. And then if you feel like that's for you, um, just receive it. And you can come forward and get our ministry team to pray for you as well afterwards. Or if anything uh, that Pastor Greg was saying, you can also come forward and get ministry. So... Father, we just come before you as your children. And we just thank you, God, that you are so um, faithful and that you see our next steps before we do. And Father, for those of us who have struggled taking our next steps, for those of us who are aimed the correct direction, we're out of the swamp, we're ready, but we're afraid. Father, I just release faith in the room right now. I just say no to fear in the name of Jesus. I just release breaking of strongholds, breaking of pain that you've experienced in the past. And I just release trust in Jesus again in this place. And I just ask you, Lord, to show us this week as we go out into our week. Help us 
actively participate in walking out this new reality with you. Lord, walking in faith, doing even a little thing that our hearts and you know make the difference for us, Father. We just partner with heaven and we invite you into that space where there may have been pain or fear or anxiety. And we thank you, Lord. You are so good. I just pray a blessing over everyone here. I just release them into their week. I just say, go and be blessed in the name of Jesus. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this message. For more messages like this, please subscribe and thank you for listening.